Hello and welcome to another day in Mindshare, actionable intelligence training. If you want to download this program, head on over to the membership site and look at the recordings section. If you're not a member of the Gain Mindshare content program, head on over to gainmindshare.com forward slash AEBC monthly. Again, that's gainmindshare.com forward slash AEBC monthly. And with that, thank you. And I hope that you will find this recording helpful to you in building your business. In front of an audience, you're looking to get your product or service or even your client's product or service in front of people. And uh, so uh, without uh, further ado, um, Robert, welcome back. Oh, thank you. My pleasure to be here again. Well, Robert, last time I know that you, you kind of had this, um, you, you kind of went through what one would do if, uh, let's say that I know I've got a couple of friends on here, they've got um, their marketers, you know, they, they, they might want to be doing, you know, their own conference uh, some folks have you know ideas and books but let's just say that um, the, the folks who are on this call they want to do a conference in their local area and they want to do a marketing conference and they're looking to let's say um, you know work with sponsors and so if you were doing that maybe we can start from that point and then you just kind of go from there Okay, sure. <clears throat> Not exactly how I had it in my notes, but anyway, I'm fine. You know, this, this is fine. Um, so that was kind of like the third or fourth point, but I know how to you know be flexible, roll with it. So um, if you kind of wanted to peek into my head, so to speak, when I decide, okay, I'm going to do an event uh, or a conference or workshop, whatever, what I do is and you guys definitely want to write this down. Um, don't don't try to trust this to memory because you'll forget it. I've been doing this particular strategy for 15 years, so you know obviously I'm going to remember it. But what you want to do, and there's two ways to do it. You can get a yellow page, the yellow uh, pages, the phone book if you're kind of old school, or you can use Google. Um, you know I'm 39, so I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not too old, not too young. I got a phone book right here under my desk, so you know you want to have of either a phone book or you want to use Google and here's what you want to do whatever your event is about whatever your seminar and typically they are based on whatever business you're in that's what most people um, have seminars about so look at what it is you do uh, again what the event is about then what you want to do is find out when you offer your services or your products to people whatever industry you're in there's other things that they need or or that they want to buy um, the way we, we we put it is where do people need to go before they do business with you what else do they know what else do they need excuse me while you know you're servicing them or selling their product and then what else do they need or where do they go after they bought from you so I'll repeat that what do people need before they do business with you where do they go or what else do they need while they're doing business with you and then after they bought from you is there anything else or anywhere or anything anywhere else that they need to go so once you identify that that gives you a short list of familiar or similar uh, companies that you should approach one of the things with sponsorships is people think okay well I want this particular sponsor I want this particular sponsor I want that kind of sponsor 
and there's no synergy. There's no um, compatibility between your company and the sponsor that you want. So what you've just done with this strategy is, if you, is you, you've streamlined companies that are perfect fit for you. And I'll use myself as an example again. I'm in marketing PR. So before someone hires me, what do they need? They need a business. Okay, if you're going to start a business, there's certain things you need to have and certain places you need to go. If you incorporate your business, then you know there's a, a corporation lawyers, there's services, there's 1-800-INCORPORATE. You can do it yourself through the state that you live in, or you can use your local county recorder, county clerk out, uh, office if you're going to use an um, assumed business name. So you have to go there first before you can hire me to help you. Then if you're hiring me to do PR for you, you may say, okay, well, I want some other type of advertising. I want to do radio. I want to do PPC online. I want to do some other things. So I go to other companies. Um, I go to lawyers. I'll go to a law firm. I'll go to a logo designer. I'll go to these other type of businesses. And those become potential sponsors because we have similar clientele, but we're not competing, but my demographic uh, customer is the same as theirs. And so that's where I begin the potential sponsors. So when I, and I actually start from, from um, square one, I get a sheet of paper, I, you know, I told you I'm kind of in the middle, I, I write, I don't do everything on the computer, I'll get a sheet of paper and I'll just write all this stuff down. Um, so I'll get a list of potential sponsors. So that's where I start. Um, you know, you may have 20, 30, 40, 50 potential sponsors to start. Um, but you all, but what you'll see when you see that list is there's um, some synergy there. You can approach, um, oh, let me finish, let me back up and finish part three of that. Where do they go after they've done business with me? Um, one of the things that I, places I approach is like a bank. Uh, because if you're in business, you have a business banking account. So I'll approach a bank, and that'll to get them to sponsor uh, what I'm doing. And then once you identify potential sponsors, now it's just a matter of approaching them and saying, uh, you know, who you are. You're putting on an event. You're expecting, you know, 200 to 400 small business owners uh, who make a half a million to five million, or who you know do 100,000 to uh, quarter of a million dollars or companies that do over 10 million, you want to give them a demographic because if it's their sweet spot, if it's the core audience that they're wanting to go after, you're probably 80 to 90% of your way of getting a sponsor, um, a check. Um, so you want to identify, one, the, the number of people you're expecting, two, a little bit about the attendees so that as a potential sponsor, they know, you know, the the eyeballs that are going to be seeing them. Um, so then you're kind of working with the sponsorship director or the marketing director, whatever the title is, to kind of fine tune and get them on board. But this particular strategy, one, um, identifies kind of your hit list, and then two, allows you, gives you a reason to call or send an email or contact a particular uh, company to approach for a sponsorship. So now they're either going to say, you know, one or two things. You know, the bottom line is they can either say yes, they'll do it, or no. Um, sometimes there's some, you know, some 
some middle ground, some maybe, some going back and forth. You might catch them on a bad cycle um, where they only do sponsorships at the end of the year or the beginning of the year or the summer, depending on when it is. Um, so you know you have to play with that. But sponsorships, a lot of companies are going to that model a lot more than just traditional advertising. The traditional advertisers are not really getting a good ROI on that. So they like the idea of being connected with events. And so if you can put them in front of their core clientele, you've done all the heavy lifting, you've put the event together, you've secured the venue, you've did everything, all they have to do is put up a banner or give you, send you a logo to put on your website or print up some tickets to ha and have their you know, logo on it. You've done the, the, the hard work. All they have to do is just give you a check. So what you want to do there is find out what their budget is once you've identified that you guys have, um, you know, the right the client base, uh, target uh, audience. Then you want to figure out, okay, what are their budget? What is their budget for something like that? So I hope that did I Charles, was that like too much? Or I need to kind of explain something a little uh, further or kind of help. No, me out? I think you. I think you did. One one thing that I. I was wondering, you know, is do you put the event if, if would you put the event together? In other words, you know, let's say that you're going to bring in, you know, a guy from you're going to bring in, let's say, a, a big name speaker. You know, do you do you go to that speaker, and do you do you do you go and you try to get them first, and then go to your sponsors? Or do you go to the sponsors with the event and then, you know, kind of put the thing together and then go to the to the big name speaker? I go I, I get the <clears throat> I go after the sponsor first and the reason I do it is because at the at the end of the day, if you're doing an event and you know there's gonna be you know, 700 or 7,000 people, and I've, I've been in them both. I've been in events where, um, you know, there was, what is it, the um, All-State Arena here in Chicago, there's 35,000 people there, all the way to, you know, there's a small group, maybe there's 60 people. That really it boils down to this, and I had one of my um, business mentors tell me, this is his story, it's not, not mine, but he had a room of, 13 people, it was, just, it was an event of 13 people in the Chicago area, and he got one of the largest banks in the Midwest to put up, I know it was, was six figures, to sponsor his event. And you say, why would a bank put up six figures to cover this, this trainer's event for 13, this, this is all who were, who were there, it was, it was 13 attendees. The reason they did that because the 13 attendees had a net worth of $20 million or more. Right, right. So it's not so much where you need the big numbers to get the sponsor. It's if you can put their ideal, their um, perfect prospect in front of them. So if you were Bank A and I told you I have you know 13 billionaires or guys worth $20 million, I'm doing a mastermind, closed meeting, um, you know, here's, here's how long we're going to meet, here's, you know, more about the event. Um, you know, you, you, you're going to get some attention to put that 
caliber of people in the room. And again, I only say that because you don't. I don't want you to think, okay, well, I need 300 or 1,000 people or whatever. Some of them be sharing that story. So what I do is I'll get a sponsor. I'll go after sponsors. If you say you're going to put, you know, 200 to 500 people that does that, or whether you can do it some other kind of way, really doesn't matter to the to the sponsor. Uh, at, they're looking at okay what you said you're going to deliver and what what you said that they'll get so if you can say you can get a certain amount of people there and they will agree to that then you can always go to the speaker you know they give, and, and if you get a sponsorship check you can always go to the you know your list of speakers and it's always great to have a list of your top five speakers and I'll tell you why you want the top five that you want to speak and the reason you do that is because most of the top speakers are, I mean, they're busy, they're booked. So if you come to them and say, okay, we want you to speak on this particular date, they may not be available. So if you're banking everything on just that one name, you know, there's a chance you may not get them, um, you know, unless you play around with dates and some other things. So I always just start with, you know, top five. If I can't get, you know, speaker number one here, speaker number two, and they're all just as good. Um, so that way, you know, it, it still works out for you. You're able to put your event on when you want to put it on. The sponsors, again, um, you know, unless the guy or, or, or girl speaker is just too controversial, you know, they, they won't care because they're just looking at, okay, here's a marketing opportunity for us uh, that builds rapport, that establishes, you know, credibility in front of people that we want to do business with. So that's just how I do it. Right. Okay, so now you, you – uh you alluded to you know three ways that that we could be growing our business and and so I'm interested in what you interested in your take on 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 uh this in light of what you're talking about okay the the three ways um it's just real simple it doesn't matter what type of business you're in they're just fundamentals and principles that apply to everybody one is you can get new customers and new clients, and that tends to be what everybody focuses most of their time on. Two is to increase the average uh, transaction or order, and I'll kind of explain on that in a little bit. And then the third is to increase the frequency on, on which at which people buy from you. So, you know, you want to get new customers and new clients. You want to get them to spend more when they do buy from you. And then you want to increase the amount of transactions that they do with you. Um, for you know, like I said, most people tend to focus on 80% of their time trying to always get new clients in the door. When an easier strategy, an easier way to you know get the low-hanging dollars, low-hanging fruit, is to just to go to the people who are already doing business with you and offer them something else. Um, in my own case, you know, this is kind of how I've I've evolved. And if you guys ever um, gone to my website, championmediaworldwide.com, you know the first thing you'll see is some of the uh, won um, three awards for the top um, 100 private companies. I've won that award three times, and this is the foundation, you know, foundational strategy that I use. Is once I have a client in place, let's say they hired me to do PR. Okay, they're already a client for that. So the way I increase the average transaction is I'll offer additional services. I'll ask them if they speak. They say, you know, most of them do. Okay, would you like to get on 
this stage? Would you like to be at this conference and, or this seminar or put on your own events? Or, you know, again, most of them want to do that. So there's a fee. I just add it for that. It has nothing to do with the, um, the, the original reason they hired me. So that's, again, I've just increased the average um, fee that I'm paid just by adding that. The other thing I do is I went from 12-month um, contracts to now maybe it's three, maybe it's six months. You know, before you could pay me, retain my firm for $10,000 for the year. Okay, now it might be $10,000 for six months. So now when you renew, that's another $10,000. See, that fills out the third way to grow your business is to get people to buy from you more often. And if you're, um, you know, if you're speaking, what you do is if you're doing a speaking engagement, then you get them to lock you in for two or three other speaking engagements, you know, down the road. That accomplishes the same thing. And it's like most people are trained in that, that, that way of thinking. We're trained, okay, I got this client, we provide a service, now let me hurry and try to get another client. You know, very few people take the time and think of, okay, how can I maximize the revenue from the people I'm already serving? And I found that that's a whole lot easier than to try to get someone to go from who's never heard of you to being introduced to you to maybe trusting you, you building rapport, them getting to know you, you following up weeks, months, years, however long it takes until they decide to buy. That's a lot harder, it takes longer, and it takes more money than if you can find something that you can offer to an existing um, client. And another secret to that strategy is even if it's not anything you can do, you can outsource that. You can partner. You can find somebody who can fulfill that, but you just offer it. Um, another case in point, we know we offer social media. I don't do any, any social media. I just have a partner who does it. But since that the, the day and age we live in, a lot of clients come to me and say, okay, well, I want to do this with Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. So, you know, I'm not going to leave you know, money on the table and say, okay, well, we don't offer that. We'll offer that, but then I outsource that to a team, a company who actually does the fulfillment. So that's something you guys might want to keep in mind. If you're very limited in what you can do skill-wise, you can find people who can offer that and then partner with them. Right, okay. Um, so really, so, so, so even though you're doing PR, you're really kind of stretching back well you just do what the client wants but obviously um you're also doing internet marketing you're also doing you know traditional marketing so you, you're you're really stretching over into all these other categories just based on what the client wants yeah and you and you and you find that out by um you know by asking and i want to share this too it doesn't matter because again the, the people listening are in different industries this worked with the, there's a ministry um uh, there's a there's a, a ministry and then it's a publishing house and they put out books and and educational information on the kingdom the the kingdom of God so I'll show you how per how this works for anything um, what we were able to do is one we started out with the PR and we published articles on you know what the kingdom of God is and um, Jesus Christ and the kingdom so we published that that was the PR side of it then we moved into online marketing it was email marketing there was um, you know some online publicity so I found that out you know when they when I work with them to do the PR 
then when you're meeting with them once a week, once every two weeks, however often you meet, you know, in most cases they have, um, you know, other things that they want to do. And, you know, this is through the relationship as you, as you talk to them that they have these other needs. So that's kind of what I did. I would talk to someone and they'd say, okay, well, I have a book coming out. And, okay, here's the, um, the PR campaign we're going we're gonna, to um, lay out for you. Then through the course of that, I come to find out they're interested in some TV advertising. You know, I had a recent client in Nashville that did that. You know, he was, you know, had a $4,000 a month TV advertising budget that we took over for him. But it, he didn't come to me for that. He, he wanted a PR for the book. And then, as again, as we delivered for him and he saw the value and then we uh, gave him some ideas with the TV advertising, um, you know, we brought that in. So that's kind of how it expands. It always expands with, you know, getting to know what your client's objectives are and what they're trying to accomplish. And then if you have something in place to offer them, then you offer that to them. If, if you can't help them, then you don't offer it. But if you feel you can't help them, I, I feel it's, uh, you know, that you're obligated to just let them know about it. Right. Okay. Now, you, you have something here that I, I, I think is interesting. You said, <laughs> and, and, and everybody's probably going to be interested in this, how do you reach Fortune 500 company decision makers by email? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so how does one do that? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Se several ways to do it. Um, and they all vary depending on your personality, your um, – you know, if you want to spend money, you can buy a list. There's a company called RSA List, and it has nothing to do with me. Uh, you know, that's that. I don't know what the RSA stands for, but they're a company that I've bought lists from before, and they sell, um, you know, the email addresses, the contact information for every Fortune 500 company. So I think it's around two, maybe two hundred or three hundred dollars. So that that's an option. If you guys just say, hey, I want it. I don't want to do any research. I don't. I just want the list. There's, there's an option. You can just purchase it. You can also go to hoovers.com, and what they'll give you is the phone number and the fax number to you know every Fortune 500 company or large private company. It doesn't have to be a Fortune 500. Uh, so you'll get the phone number or the fax number, and that's a way to reaching out and calling and finding out who the right person is. Um, you know that way. And I think you can purchase from Hoovers too. They offer a subscription. Um, then you can also use LinkedIn. That's again you know, kind of the new um, thing, the place where we live. You can use LinkedIn and, and Facebook to find who these decision makers are. I still, um, you know, again, I, I purchase my list, but I still I like Hoover's, and I also like another uh, website. It's called Lead411.com, and you can do a free service. You can. Uh, sign up for $29 a month, and there's another plan, I think, for $50 a month. And they'll give you the email addresses. Um, so, again, like I said, if you, depending on your, on your budget and how much time you want to put into it, the RSA list, they just send you everything. You have everything in the file. The lead 411, you know, you have to log in, and there's only so much information you get. That's why the price is only either free or $29 a month. There's just more work required to get the same information. But... If you don't mind, you know, doing the legwork and the research, or if you have somebody who can do it for you, you know, I actually recommend Lead 411. That's, you know, it's, it's there, but you just have to do a little bit more uh, of the research yourself. And again, LinkedIn is, a, is another idea. And the key is, is remembering when you contact them what the message is going to be. 
and I'll kind of um, jump ahead. Uh, I have a sample. Uh, one of the bullet points was um, a get acquainted email that I call that has a 90% success rate. This is the email that I email to the people I want to do business with. If I can't find an email, I'll fax it to them. I even have a telephone script, voicemail script that's kind of based on an email. But I'll send this email to, if you guys send an e if you email me, if you're on this call and you email Champion Media USA, that's all together, Champion Media USA at gmail.com um, and let me know, you know, you're on the call and you wanted to, to get acquainted email and I'll actually send you the email that I use so that, again, it has a 90% success rate. And when I, let me explain 90% success rate. That doesn't mean 90% of the people who get it are going to write you a check and sponsor whatever you're trying to do. The success rate is they get it, they read it, and they respond to it. And 90% of the times, it's favorable to you that you can move on to the next step with them. That's the whole purpose of the email. It's not trying to sell them, not trying to get them to buy from you, not trying to do any of that stuff. It's to get them to go from, okay, who's this strange guy or you know person emailing me that I don't know, don't recognize, to where the barriers come down and they allow you to move on to step two of you trying to eventually get them to sponsor your event. Um, so that's, that's where that comes in. Um, and I, I kind of took it. I was taught this by somebody, and I kind of uh, tweaked it so it applies to what I'm doing. And, you know, you guys can do the same thing, especially if you're going to use it for sponsorships. It'll def you'll definitely get a response for that because that's what I tweaked it to do. Hmm. So try to me to jump ahead, but I know that's kind of was in my bullet points. Um, no, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and everybody says thank you too. Yes, yeah, so, no, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, well, you you have um, you have a, a point here, and it says you've got a strategy for getting national publicity and getting sponsors to call us. Now, uh, so so okay, so those two go together. So how how, how do we how do we undertake this? Sure, sure. And the reason, let me give you guys, um, before I tell you that, why you want that in place. It's much easier, and you, and you guys are in business, and I'm sure you found, it's much easier to sell or get someone to buy when they've called you and sought you out versus you doing the cold calling, you sending the cold letter, you following up. I don't know what the, what the numbers are, but every sales study that I've read, you know, they confirm that, that the sales close, you know, the clothing goes up higher when someone calls you. Mm -hmm. So that, that, the same thing applies here. If you can get a potential sponsor to call you and seek you out, that gives you more leverage. It changes the game, so to speak. It changes the, your posture, um, you know, from you being, you know, doing the chasing to they have, you have something of interest to them. So... PR does that. One thing publicity does in our, in our culture is just consumed with, with the news and the media, and mm -hmm. it gives you a certain level of influence and a certain level of, of uh, credibility. 
deserved or not. It's just if you were in a particular publication or on a particular show, you were seen in a much higher light. Um, just in the eyes of, again, you know, we've been trained and programmed to, to just think that about people. So you can use that same mindset for what you're trying to do. So that's why you want national publicity, because when a potential sponsor sees that, it just raises your profile in their eyes. And the two quick ways I know to do it is, one, you can go to the website of just about any major national talk show and news program that you want to be on. You can go to the Oprah um, the own network, her her website. You can go to ABC News. You can go to Dr. Phil. You can go to Rachel Ray. You can go to Ellen DeGeneres. You can go to Fox. You can go and pick any one of the national TV talk shows. Click on Be On The Show. It's, it really is this simple. Click on Be On The Show and you'll see a list of 20, 30, 40 shows that they're working on that they need experts or guests for. So when you go to the show and you figure out, okay, here's this particular topic fits my, my expertise, and then you fill it out right online, and, you know, after you've uploaded your information, um, you know, you submit it. And then if there's a fit, one of the producers will call you back. Every, I think out of the seven or eight national TV talk shows that I've personally been asked to be on. That's Steve Harvey, that's Oprah, that's Dr. Phil, um, came this way. Because one, I found something that I knew where they were going to cover. That's why it's on the, on the website. Uh, you know, be on the show. So we know they're going to cover these topics. So that's one way to do it, is to just tie your business into something that they are already looking for. You're not trying to twist their arm. They're not trying to get them to do something. They are already looking for this. I did this with a client this week. She was on Good Morning America uh, yesterday. Okay, well, she she invented a shark repellent uh, wetsuit. So there were shows that were looking for women inventors. Uh, all this week on cable was Shark Week, so that was another angle. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my, my core strategies is just to find out and, and stay on top of what the top media outlets are looking for and then you plug yourself into that. The equivalent for print for like magazines that you want to be in, they do the same thing, but you're not going to see be on the show on their site. What you'll see if you go to you know, usatoday.com or Newsweek or Time or Forbes is they put out what's called a media kit, and you can find that on the website. And inside the media kit is an editorial calendar. And all the editorial calendar is that it shows you the stories that they're working on for the entire year, each month. So if you go to you know, Fortune magazine and you look at the editorial calendar, you can see what the magazine is going to be about for September, October, November, December. You can see it for the entire year. So what you want to do is find out the topics, the stories, the news that they're covering that fit your expertise. And so when you reach out to the editor and all that's right there on the site, um, you know, that's an opportunity for you to get national publicity. And so what I've done is I kind of merge the two whenever I get national publicity and I know I have an event or I, have, I know I have something coming up where I want to sponsor, that becomes the slant or the angle of the interview that I give, if, if that makes sense. So I have an event coming up. Um, so any media that comes up, 
you know, I'll talk about that. I'll mention there's opportunities for sponsors. I'll talk about the types of people who are going to be in the event. Now, remember, if you go back to what I said early on, um, the more you can tell the sponsor and hit their ideal target audience, you know, on the head, so to speak, and really identify them, the better your chances of getting uh, a check for your event. So I'll put that in an, in an article. I'll put that on, an, you know, if I'm doing a radio interview or a TV interview in the city, I'll mention that. I'm not going to keep that secret. That's what's going to get the sponsors. So I'll tell them, hey, we're going to have 60 people who just started a business, you know, that's for startups only. Um, they're new business owners. There's a lot of stuff that they need. There's a lot of information that they don't know that they just need to have if they're going to be successful. Um, you know, that's who this event is for. So now the people who read that article, if their clients or if they want more people who just started in business, and I can name a, a truckload of, of, of uh, types of companies who would be interested in people who just started a business. So now what that does is, A, it gives me the credibility because I'm in the media saying that the media is reporting this. Two, I mean, B, when they, when they um, hear the, the interview or they see the article, and they want to be a part of sponsoring that or being a part of the event, now they call me because they know about it. I don't have to do any hard selling and, and, and telling them I'm legit, telling them I'm for real. The media has done that. The fact that I was in the media has already done the hard work for me. And so that's how you use uh, national publicity or even local in your own backyard. It works the same way. You can do it in your own backyard. You don't have to do it on the national level. You can do it on your, in your own backyard. And I've kind of revised my strategy um, to do more of the backyard local events because, one, the lead time isn't as long. There's less red, red tape. I don't need as much money. You know, I do events now. I'm in the Chicago area, so I'll do events in the suburbs. I'll go up to southern Wisconsin, which really isn't that far. Um, and so I'll do, you know, find little pockets of, um, you know, cities around here where I'll do an event. And I might do, you know, two or three a month. Instead of doing one or two big ones a year, I'll do two or three in different, you know, suburbs and cities. That way when I go to a potential sponsor, I can get the local hometown bank. I can get the local hometown credit union. I can get the local luxury car dealership. You know, I can get the local FedEx or UPS or the local Office Max or um, Sam's Club, Costco manager. You know, it might be a small check. It might be a $3,000 check. But if you get five of them, now you got $15,000. And I can put on an event for less than $400. So I like that better than, okay, let me chase down who's the national uh, sponsorship, a marketing director for the Bank of America, who's uh, Wells Fargo, American Express, you know, you know the massive work involved in that. So I just brought it down to a local level. And then I got a team of people that I train in these different markets, so I don't have to, you know, be the one that's always traveling and, and, and going and doing the events. Um, you know, I do kind of the, the CEO type stuff, get the sponsorships, do the media, and have someone else do the training actually there live in the flesh. Right. Okay, man, that's uh that's something. So so really um what you're what you're what you're really trying to do 
is 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 really find out you know what the you know what the folks in the media are covering and then you want to appear in that media about your event or what it is you are trying to get exposure to right and and, and it may not be um, a, a perfect fit what I do is I usually go to or or someone on my team is you know maybe once a week or so we'll look and see if there's a fit or or if there's a tie-in for the stories they're working on their month that month because it might not be I don't want to give the impression that every time you go on there there's going to be this perfect opportunity for you and there might not be but the beauty is in the system the beauty is in the fact that there are so many different outlets there are so many different you know media outlets and opportunities that if you did this once a week or a couple of times a month, you'll definitely find some because you're not just going to stick with one media outlet. You know, there are hundreds and thousands of them. So if you even if you pick the top 15, 20, you know, national news networks, okay, within a four-week time, you're going to find several opportunities where there's a fit for you. You know, now you have to get out of your comfort zone because if you're not used to doing PR, if you're not used to used to approaching people for sponsorships, you won't do it. Your brain won't let you do it. Your subconscious will shut you down. So you have to, um, you know, work on getting out of your comfort zone. That's why, and I teach, um, you know, I got a, a five-week class where I teach this stuff. We take it step by step because if you've never called a bank, a local bank manager or a local cost co-manager and met with them and and ask them for $1,500 or $3,000, you're not going to do it. You can say, oh, I'll do this, I'll do that. That's, that's, you know, that's what our conscious mind says. So what I do is we do it step by step. We do it piece by piece. We say, okay, first thing we're going to do is identify the top five potential sponsors that are perfect for you. Okay, that's your homework assignment. You don't even have to talk to anybody. Just, okay, where do people need to go? What do they need to do? That whole system. So then you say, okay, here's the top five people. Okay, uh, places. Okay, now the next step is we find out who's the right person within that organization. There's no, no, nothing tough. Nothing, you know. You can you can look for it online. You can go to some of these websites I mentioned, or you can just call and say, "Hey, I was just wondering who's the marketing director over there." Oh, that's Amy Smith. Okay, bye. Hang up. That's you know what I mean. Because I definitely know how the subconscious mind works. So we have to retrain you to where you're comfortable with doing this. So by the end of week five, not only are you comfortable with, you know, finding out who's the right person, reaching out to them, but by the end of week five, we've already contacted a dozen or so companies requesting sponsorships. And so it was taught to me. I learned this system. Uh, Brandon Burchard, to me, he's the number one sponsorship trainer uh, on the earth. He gets $8,000 for it's either a two-day or a three-day event. Yeah. So I went to his event in 2008, didn't know anything about the world of sponsorships, doing everything the hard way, the expensive way. So I left the three-day event and started, you know, playing around with what I learned and tweaking it to fit me and my business and what I was trying to accomplish until, you know, five years later I figured out something that worked. Um, you know, the, the, the core I got from him. Um, but I take five weeks, and we meet uh, similar to this fashion here, and it's a small class. You have questions. If you guys are in different industries, we figure out who's the best people to contact for you. 
we develop your uh, tag plan. I show you how to outsource it. I show you if you just don't have time or just really don't want to make the calls, where you can find people for 5 or $10, they'll make the calls on your behalf, and they'll do some of that heavy work. So by the time you get involved, you already know someone that's interested, which is a lot you know, less burden on, on your part to talk to someone and not have to sell them. They already know about what you're trying to do. They've already been briefed on your ideas and your project. So now you just kind of come in and close the deal. So, and I, I just, I, that wasn't really in my notes. I just threw that in because just as I was talking, Charles, I just know human nature how it's the, there, there's a, you know, I've been blessed in my life. I have some real top uh, mentors. And this is what I learned from, you know, one of my mentors was there's, there's two types of training. There's event training and then there's process training. Event training is when you go to a seminar. Event training is this here where you sign up for a webinar or a teleseminar. And 99% of the people who listen to this, if you follow us three days from now, we're not doing anything with what we learned, um, let alone two weeks or two months from now. So the beauty of process training is you put yourself in the process of once a week you get trained. Even if they bought this from you, or I don't know if you sell it or you give it to them, and they listen to this once a week, uh, once every few weeks, and then reference it again another month or two months from now. That's process training, because each time they hear it, they're going to pick up something different that I said, that you said, that they didn't get the first time. So since I understand that and understand human nature, you know, that's why I do the five-week thing so that it's a process. And at the end of the five weeks, you basically know how to do it. Right. No, that's cool. Hey, um, you, you, <laughs> you, you have something here. Now, it looks like you already talked about the proven way to find sponsors, but um, you have something here about how much you should ask for. And I know that's one of my, that's one of my questions, too. You know, how do you... How do you determine, you know, what you actually go to each individual sponsor to ask for? Sure, sure. Um, I'll give you two, two, um, two different ideas about that. Um, what I do if it's a local event, and remember I told you I was kind of just in 2013, started heading towards more of the smaller, you know, local backyard type event uh, versus the national um, so what I do there is I look at, you know, I'll get the local business journal or some of the, you know, Chamber of Commerce newspapers or even the business magazines in the area. And then you just kind of make note, you know, look at who's advertising, who's taking out the full page ad, who's taking out the, um, you know, half page ad, maybe even a quarter page. Because, you know, they're spending money. They're spending tens of thousands or thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. um, just to have that ad in there. So that's giving you some indication of what their budget is by who keeps advertising. You can do the same thing on television. Just, you know, in your local area, we all know, you know, local businesses, um, you know, where they have a lot of commercials running. Or if you're listening to the radio, you want to make a note, mental note of that. Now that becomes market research for you. No longer are you just watching television or um, listening to the radio, you know, as background, you know, in the backdrop. You know, that becomes market research to you when you hear particular companies advertising over and over and over again. Um, so that kind of gives you some idea. And I'm in marketing so in advertising, so like I mentioned earlier, I'll go to the website and click on the um, media kit or get their rate, you know, their rate card and 
you know, every every magazine will send you that if you're or newspaper. They'll tell you, okay, well, it's fifteen thousand dollars for a full page ad. It's you know seventy five hundred dollars if you run ten or more or whatever it is. So you can just you can do the math, and it, you know you don't have to be Columbo. You can just say, okay, if they're running, I've seen this ad in this magazine for the last you know four or five times. Um, you kind of get an idea that they're spending you know some some big bucks on that. So that's what I approach um, the sponsors with with an idea of. Uh, what to ask for, and then if it's on the national level, if they're in like a national magazine, that rate just goes up ten times. So if you're talking about an entrepreneur magazine or Forbes or an Ebony or Black Enterprise or Money Magazine, Personal Finance, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, now you're talking eighty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for full page. Uh, so you know they have the budget to do it. So that's kind of how I base on what would be, what should I ask for. And similar to real estate, I haven't heard anybody um, apply it to what, what I'm doing, but I've heard real estate experts say, you don't make money when you sell a home. You make money when you buy the house. And their um, reason in saying that is if you can get a good deal when you buy it, then you know that kind of determines you know how much money you make when you sell it. So if you're buying it dirt cheap, that's better than if you overpay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So my whole point in applying that to sponsorships is, you make money when you put your event on, where it doesn't take you five thousand dollars to put on an event. See if you're going to have all this extravagant stuff and all this expensive stuff, and you need five thousand or ten thousand dollars uh, to put on an event. You know that's where people get in get in trouble. I keep my events. The areas are nice. The hotels are nice. Um, the people really are coming there. You know for the for the for the the knowledge what they're going to get. Um, you know as as you build you can add other you know uh, benefits. Um, but if you can keep it to where it's not costing you an arm and a leg, you can go to a sponsor and say, hey, I only need thirty five hundred dollars. And if they have a fifty thousand dollar a month marketing budget is easy to write you a check for $3,500. So that's kind of my mindset in doing that is knowing what to ask for and then knowing because they have a $50,000 budget, I'm not going to ask them for $50,000. You know, that'll come after you've uh, proven yourself and it worked. Then you can say, hey, here's the next level of what I want to do with you guys. And then you can add more zeros to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so now when last time you talked a little bit about and I know this is what wasn't in your notes but that you could you could theoretically approach um you know one of these companies that actually does media like you could you could theoretically approach a newspaper or you could approach some place that does the advertising about about sponsoring right you could you could turn the whole thing on its head and either ask them for what space, or ask them for money, or, or how would you approach it? Yeah, that's the that's called um, an in kind, I N K I N D in kind sponsorship, and that's when you approach a media outlet, and you know they may not give you you know dollars, you know hard dollars, but what they'll do is they'll write about, they'll give you some free space in their in their newspaper or their magazine, or you know, they'll plug it on the radio or television. And if you think about it, most people, the reason you want the sponsorship dollars anyway 
is to go towards marketing to let people know about the event, to get the exposure, and increase um, ticket sales. So that's that's the primary reason why you know people need the money is for the promotions. So if you can get the promotions, and they're going to promote that to you for free, then you if you think about it, you may not need five thousand or ten thousand dollars because all you're going to do with that is buy the advertising. So if you can get the advertising, now you don't you don't actually need need the um, need the money. So there's one ways, you, several ways you can do it. You can approach a media outlet just like a t uh, traditional or typical sponsor and ask for a check and then they can say well we won't give you you know two thousand dollars but what we will do is we'll be an in-kind sponsor and we'll give you two thousand dollars in free advertising so you'll get you know a half page ad or a full page ad that they'll just give for free so that's an in-kind sponsor um, you can either ask for that directly or you can you know kind of trickle your way down to it but I like in-kind sponsorships because I, I know if I get a check, you know, for fifty thousand dollars from a sponsor, I know there's so much of that is earmarked to for marketing and promotions to get, you know, the, the butts in the seat. So if that can be eliminated, that to me that's just as good. That that works that works too. So that I'm glad you brought that up. You know, don't despise you guys, don't look down on if okay, if you can't get a check, they can't help you. Because if you approach a media outlet, they can reach a hundred thousand people, or a million, or ten million, and they're going to give you that for free. Uh, take it. Yeah, I know we're we're coming up on, gosh, we're coming up really fast on four thirty. Um, I wanted to ask you um, about first of all, I want, uh, you know, here at the end, I want you to tell everybody where to get a class um, that you're talking about. But but the the one thing I I really uh, so when you put on uh, an event, you're really looking to have the whole thing paid for. If not, you know, you want to be ahead of the game before you sell any tickets. Or is that is that is that part of the formula, or, or how do you approach that? Yeah, yeah. In the in the um, perfect world, like that's the that's the idea of. When I when I set it up, if I can draw up a perfect plan, is to have not only have everything you know paid for, but make it a, a profit center. If I could put on an event for, you know, let's just say, you know, it cost me five hundred dollars to put on the event, and if I can get five thousand dollars in sponsorship, once I you know pay my overhead or my expenses, that's a profit center for me. See, most most people don't look at it like that, um, and so they they typically focus on whenever people put on events, they typically focus on ticket sales or registrations. Then after that, they look at okay, how many people in the room can I sell you know my product to or get them to hire my service. So they they're limited really to those one or two things. If I get a sponsorship that covers above and beyond my cost, I really don't need to have a lot in product sales. I mean, it'd be nice, and I'm still teaching and sharing and hope that they that they they purchase. But I go in knowing I've already made ten or fifteen thousand dollars profit, whether anybody in there buys from me or not. It's a whole different level of I want to say pressure, a whole lot less pressure, and a whole different level, um, you know, of thinking and, and maneuvering 
then when you put on an event and then you know you're looking at okay how many people here how many dollars per head and they got this formula all these top speakers trying to figure out and how many dollars per head versus the people in here and how much they spend and all this other stuff I look in like okay I don't you know it'd be nice if somebody bought but I already know I but you know what what I clear when when is when it's over so I'll make money off the sponsorships the ticket sales the product sales that they hire my service um, if I'm going to have any, you know, um, vendors where I'm renting booth space or just there are a lot of different, you know, ways you can mix and match it. But the, the seed I want to plant with this call is to open up everyone's mind to the possibilities and get the mindset. Um, you know, kind of like one of my mentors said, it's like adding a couple more zeros. So how, however you're thinking or whatever you're doing now, this call, thanks to Charles, should add a couple of more zeros to what you're trying to do because it's information that's proven, it works, this isn't guesswork. I mean, if you, you got to be persistent, that's just like in anything else. You got to follow up, um, but the process and the formula works. No, that's awesome. Okay, now tell, tell us where we can get the class, Robert. Okay, the, the, the same email I gave you guys, Champion Media, USA at gmail.com. I'll send you a sign-up form. I'll send you um, some more information about the class. And basically, it's going to be, um, you know, the teleseminar form or conference call type deal. You guys are going to get all of my uh, scripts. You're going to get my sales letters. You're going to get my emails that I use. When I fax a company for the first time, you're going to get that. If I call and I get their voicemail, what do I say? You're going to get that. Um, if they say, okay, well, you know, you want $5,000, we don't have that, I'll show you how to get $10,000 worth of value, even if they never give you a check. And in some cases, that can be better than them giving you a check uh, because you'll make a lot more money. So, but these are these are things that, um, and I don't know any books, I don't know of any books at all that teach sponsorship. Um, so you just get it. You know, this has worked for me. Uh, I still use it. Uh, so I want to, that's the most important thing, it's not something that I just teach to people and I, you know, hop on a plane and fly somewhere else. I actually use this. I have seminars going on every weekend right now as we speak. Um, so I use it. They're small, and I told you that, you know, this works for me in my, in, in, in my living situation with my family. And I like to be close and local. If I can do an event for one or two days on the weekend, know it's paid for, know it's you know, it's going to put some money in my pocket in the, the day, and I can get back home that day. That's just the way I do it. You guys can take it and do it however big you want to do it. But the five-week training class gives you that roadmap. No, that's awesome. Okay, very good. Okay, so uh, everybody, I will uh, get the uh, email uh, out to you. And uh, well, Robert, as um, you know, just like I said last year, um, this is just some awesome information and. Um, I mean, I I'm definitely will be uh, will be putting it to use, and hopefully everybody on the call will be too. Um, everybody says, uh, "See, thank you." Yeah, everybody everybody says thank you. Um, they appreciate uh, uh, the insight, and you know, um, so when you're, I guess, when you're ever you're doing something, I uh, want you to want you to let me know so I can let everybody else know that they'll be able to get get access to you there too. Okay. Nope. No problem. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, everybody. Uh, this has been uh, Robert Smith. He's from Champion Media, 
And again, um, uh, you want to take that email at the very least, and uh, you you want to get you want to get the email that he's talking about, and then uh, ask him about uh, getting uh, his his course that he's doing. And uh, so that if you're if you're interested in moving on, um, you definitely want to do that. So everybody, uh, this has been Charles Harper. Look forward to uh, chatting with you all in the next uh, call we'll be doing. Robert, uh, as always, thank you, uh, you know, 10 times, man. Oh, thank you. Any, anytime you need me, man, I'm here. All right. That's awesome. Okay. Everybody, have a great day and a pleasant tomorrow. Take care. Well, I certainly hope that you've enjoyed what you just heard. Now, our monthly content subscribers get access to trainings just like this and more. If you're not a member, head on over to GainMindShare.com forward slash AEBC monthly. Again, head over to GainMindShare.com forward slash AEBC monthly and get started in our monthly content program where you'll get access to this kind of training as well as consulting content to use in your business. Thanks. Have a great day and a pleasant tomorrow. Take care.